Thank you. That's great. I'll pray and then hand over to you. And it's all yours. Great. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to, I want to say, gather together. And uh, it kind of feels funny to say that, but it's still a, a sense of being together and sharing together and encouraging one another. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to focus on your heart tonight, your heart for people, your heart for people to encounter your son, Jesus, and to experience the fullness of life that you've given us. Thank you for just a wonderful uh, opportunity that we have to share in that. And I pray for Louise and Danny as they share with us to encourage us uh, that they will be blessed and it'd be a, a blessed time for everyone tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, wow. Thank you very, very much for having us. Uh, we are so happy to be here. And it's a blessing and a privilege that we don't take lightly that you guys will take part of your Sunday evening uh, to, to receive us. And a big thank you and greetings uh, to Reverend uh, Chris Murgu. That is just thank you, brother. It's good to be with you again and to be able to share with you all, but also to Alan, Alan and Sue uh, Ellershaw, and to say that when I saw Alan sharing about uh, Methodism and John Wesley and Wesley theology and all that, uh, I think almost a year ago, uh, that was the moment where I was absolutely sure with no doubt that I was exactly on the place where I should be. So thank you very much, my brother. God used you. A lot. You have no idea how much you spoke uh, on that class that you gave about uh, Wesley and Wesleyan theology, and we were really, really blessed. My wife and I, and since then, we had another CMC coming from Connect, and now someone coming from the Portuguese Methodist Church, and that will be walking with us. And yeah, bless the Lord. So, Danny, would like to share a little bit about us? Yes. So we are here in UK for 10 years. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Samuel and myself, Louis and Louis Jr., they had uh, been through this process uh, uh, before, but we became um, British citizens. So we really, we felt that we belong here, but now we really, officially, we belong to here and we love uh, this country. And uh, we came from Brazil, 10 years ago to be missionaries uh, with the Methodist Church here in UK. Um, I think you all know our story and uh, some two years ago. Yeah, almost. Almost two years ago, we left uh, the Methodist Church uh, because of various reasons. And now we are with the Free Methodist Church. Uh, we have two boys, Louis, he's 19 years old and Sam, he will become 18 next week. And uh, both of us, we work for the Message Trust uh, in here in Widenshaw. And yeah, I think this is us. Yes. Anything else? Nope. Uh, yeah, just that we are at home. Yeah. We at the FM, just so privileged to be part of a movement that is looking to plant churches, uh, to walk in holiness and to pursue the Lord. I hope that... Alan uh, is just looking and say, I think he got it. <laughs> but uh, guys, thank you very much. I just would like to share about Project mm -hmm. Scotland with you all. And just to say, it's one of those things that God is in control. And he is bigger than I could describe him. Danny and I, since we are part of FM, things are happening in a way that we didn't expect. So we, even today at Connect Service this afternoon, we had few visitors and we were preaching and this lady came and she cried the whole service. Yeah. And you know, when a visitor comes and just cried the whole service and asked how she could engage after that, I said, wow, we thought, you know, Connect is just multiplying, have two services and we, we are, are looking to multiply again and all that happening. We both work at the Message Trust for now. I work with evangelism in a project called Advance. We are in 64 nations and I'm the head of advanced groups in the world. Uh, Danny helps to organize the message. 
So she works on the central admin work. So when we were looking to all that, we were looking to our work um, during the day, our work with the message trust. I'm also heading and, and helping WISPAL our organization to get to the Portuguese speaking world and all that. We were looking and saying, things are okay. God blessed us. We could finally do a mortgage and have a house and all that. And I think on the same month where we, we said, yes, everything is all right. It's happening. God is blessing us. We took this idea to go in a holiday in Scotland. And while we were passing, driving through Glasgow, we were on our way to a city called... Uh, Wems Bay. Yeah, we, we went to Wems Bay. And on our, arts. Yeah, and, and while I was driving to Glasgow, no reason whatsoever, I heard God's voice saying, you will live here, Luis. This is the place that you believe in. I was preparing you for this place. And I was like, what? Lord, honestly, I just stopped in a gas station on a service. And for the first time for a while, I have no clue what they were saying on the tube. Like when we got to the UK, it was a while before we could be completely comfortable with English. But now I didn't know if they asked for me to pay for my diesel or if I want a chocolate. I had no idea what they said. And Lord, I don't understand them. They will not understand me. We are really well established in Manchester. Lord, I don't know. I think it's just me. So I kept driving. And that was stronger and getting stronger and stronger. So I said to them, I stopped the car, said, Dan, I think God just spoke to me. We're going to live here. And she was looking like, what? I don't know if you know, we just had a massive turnaround in our lives and everything else. And we have two boys, one going to university in Manchester. I said, I don't know. I'm just saying, let's pray. If God wants us here, he will speak to us. So We were praying for that. We came back, work again, and that just just grew and just got stronger and stronger and stronger to the point that I was saying, Danny, I need to speak to John as, as my leader to share what I'm feeling. So I sent this message to John and said, John, I don't know if you think that I'm weird or crazy or not constant. I don't know what you would think of me, but how is Free Methodist Church in Scotland? So he replied like this, Lewis, why are you asking? I said, "Uh oh, I don't think that's good news. I think he might be a little bit angry. Like I just moved to the FM. I just planned to connect. And now we are asking, I said, John, I'm feeling this call to, to Scotland, but I don't know, you know, anything. Just, just asking, he said, Lewis, I just received a call a couple of weeks ago from a superintendent in America saying that something would happen in Scotland. We don't have any churches there at the moment, but a new church plant movement would happen over there and they were willing to help. So if that's through you and Danny, praise the Lord, because we really want to get behind you guys and they are willing to pray and fast for you guys and something will happen. So since then, uh, since that moment, God tailored the project a lot because we we had no idea uh, what and again I'm a minister for a long time I was a minister in Brazil for many years planting churches and being uh, the chair of mission expansion of the Methodist Church in Brazil then I came to the UK to serve the British Methodist Church and but I never ever went to a place without knowing anyone so I said Lord even when Danny and I feel Months ago, we went to Glasgow for a week. That's our only understanding of Glasgow. Uh, God said to us, don't make any connections. Don't talk to anyone. Don't make friendship. You will just walk and pray. You will not be influenced by anything. He said, Lord, that goes against everything that I ever thought about church plenty. He said, yes, I want you just to hear me. So we went, we spent, and the Lord since then brought this whole project to us. So being very honest and vulnerable, it's totally different from everything that we ever did. Yeah. It is in a moment where we thought we were like here for a, a good run or a long run. But we believe that God is saying you will move to Scotland and I'm giving not just a city, I'm giving a region 
and you will plant a maternity of churches over there. And so the Lord gave us two texts that he will, he was, he's saying to us, it's the base of what we'll be doing there. Isaiah 43, 19, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in a wasteland. And that is so true because every single person from my boss at the Message Trust to other colleagues at the Free Methodist Church or other people, when I say God is calling us to Scotland, they say, what? <laughs> are you sure? Do you know how, uh, you know, you know how things are over there? Or actually the only positive thing that I'm hearing sometimes is like, oh, they will like you because you are Brazilian. Yeah. If you're, if you were just English it would be worse. But apart from that, everything else is like, oh no, pray again. <laughs> Even a pastor said that to me, serious. He said, no, 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 pray again. I'm sure it's not Scotland. No, cannot be Scotland. I said, it is. That's what the Lord is saying to us. I said, no, 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 no. But I believe when he gave us this text, it's exactly that. The Lord is making a way in the wilderness. God doesn't need more people in, in places of revival or a good place. God needs people everywhere. But I believe that a time has come for FM to plant in Scotland, to have a, a, a vibrant movement in Scotland. And not saying that we are because of us or anything like that. We believe that we are part of what he, God wants to do over there. And we don't want to be silent. We want to do what he wants us to do. And if he wants to bring streams in a wasteland, in a place that no one wants to go, Lord, here we are. Send us. And the second text that the Lord gave us uh, is Isaiah 58, 11. When he says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strength your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restore of streets with dwellings. And God started to say, say, Louis, I'm better than any Satanat. I know where I'm leading you. I know where I'm leading FM to plant churches. I know what I'm doing. But Lord, do you know what they say? And do you know that I have no clue what they're saying half of their time? I need to relearn English. And God said, I know. I never used you in Brazil because you spoke Portuguese. I never used you in Manchester because you spoke Porto English. I will use you in Scotland speaking Porto English Scottish. <laughs> Whatever that means will be. And the Lord said, you know what? I'm working your structure, in your frame. And... I have been preparing you and Danny for that. And you will not be alone. We'll be people praying for you, working with you. And he will go there and restore the ancient ruins. My gospel was there, strong. It's time to restore that nation. And that's what we are going to do. Not to reinvent the wheel, to be channel to help, to mobilize, to equip, to empower, to encourage people and to share the good news of the gospel. That's it. So when we think about uh, a background and I was, I'm spending a lot of time reading about the situation in Scotland now. So on average, two churches in Scotland close every week because of failing attendance. As if that doesn't broken hearts, I don't know what will. There are more registered witches than clergy now. You know, of course, this is from the Herald Trust. It's a mission organization in America. But they say, our country is known for being one of the worst drug capitals in Europe. Between 1% and 3% of the population in Scotland knows Christ. And the way that they evaluate that is people that go to church at least once a month. Mm -hmm. So between 1% and 3% of the population goes to any church once a month. And we know that there are people that goes to church and doesn't take the gospel serious. So this is really, really sad to see. But one in five children in Scotland are growing up in poverty. Churches are decreasing in numbers and in members. 
all wireless atheism is increasing at an alarming rate. It's one of the top atheist places in some pockets in Scotland. And Scotland is considered by many as the drug capital of Europe. I, I've been researched, Danny and I, and some websites even say, please, if you come to Glasgow, bring your own drugs. Because here, not just is the worst capital for drugs, but the quality of drugs are bad. I said, what? <laughs> said, Lord, they need a revival. <laughs> they definitely need a revival because of everything. And then we continue to, so what is the project that I would like to share with you? So the project is Danny and I, please pray for us before Danny starts to cry, but our boys will stay. Louis Jr. just uh, went to the second year here at um, MMU. MMU here in Manchester. So he is leaving by the campus now. And Samuel wants to go to Leeds next year to study criminology. So July, August 2022, Danny and I, with an emptiness and a lot of tears, will move to Scotland. So that's, that's the program. We feel guided at the moment to be based in Glasgow. Uh, in a region called the Merchant City. Why that? Because if you go to Merchant City, there's a park there called Green Park or Green Glasgow. Glasgow Green. Glasgow Green, yes. And Glasgow Green, it's really nice. But if you look, there are three very distinctive group of people around the park. In one side is a white, middle-aged, Glaswegian uh, people, a good region. In another area, there are two universities and it's a lot of students. And in another area, on another corner, it is a lot of migrants and refugees that the government is putting there. So I think if we are in that area, we can work with these three very distinctive groups and that cannot just push the gospel in Glasgow, but when the students go back home, when uh, people that are refugees or anything, they are resettled to, and everything else, we can also spread the gospel throughout Scotland. So that's the area that, that we feel the Lord is calling us to be. So what is the vision? The vision, the vision that we have are uh, with these four steps. Church planting, evangelism and mission, the academy, that I'll be explaining what it is, and a coffee shop that I also will explain what it is. So first thing, church planting. God has given us a vision to reach and plant throughout Scotland. So we are not going to Glasgow to plant a church and be 20 years on the same church in Glasgow and have a strong church. Uh, we want all that, but we believe that what God is saying to FM and to us is, is, is more than just plant one church. We will be a community that will work as a maternity of new churches, a church plant, planting movement. So when we are winning people and growing, part of our DNA and what we'll be sharing with people is we win to replant. Mm. So that's what we want to see. Multiple churches in Glasgow, multiple churches in Edinburgh, mul multiple churches throughout Scotland. That's what we feel the Lord is saying. The first church will be planted in Glasgow, around the Glasgow Green Park. That's what we feel. And the first church plant will be called Green Church, Free Methodist Church. Why? Because of the student population. We all know they need a cause to live for, and they are very environmental friendly orientated. Mm -hmm. So Green Church will be Free Methodist Church uh, that will be looking to be established in connection with the park. There is nothing around that park. But as well, as we reach the younger generation, we'll be reaching the Glaswegian generation, we'll be reaching the uh, refugees and the foreigners on that area. So that is the first thing that we'll be doing there. When we think about evangelism and mission, the project will be focusing on local and international mission. Part of what I do as Part of what the Lord called me to do is to mobilize mission. So Danny and I, we've been more than 35 countries, planting churches and, 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 and sending small mission teams and receiving small, small mission teams. Part of what we'll be doing there is that, 
to receive people from all over the world to help us on the mission in, in Scotland, but as well as once they are reached with the gospel, we believe they have something to offer. So they will be going to the nations, but as well as to every city in Scotland sharing about the gospel. Uh, that's our goal from short mission, uh, mission term to long mission term. Uh, we will help churches to become equipped to do evangelism in their local areas. That is for Scotland, but for everywhere else as well. What we want to do is to be a place to engage with FM throughout the country in Ireland. So if any church in FM throughout the country is in lack or needs something, like, oh, we need a children's worker or something, we'll be training and looking to help and resource those churches with people that will be one over there. Uh, God is calling us to be a hub for mission and mission training to equip and resource and encourage other churches as well to do mission and evangelism. So what is this academy that I'm talking about? And this is one of the things that I'm really excited about. The academy, it will initially be a six months intensive training program. So we will be receiving people from all over the country to live in Glasgow, to be trained in the academy every single night, to receive intensive training, to be equipped for church planting, mission, and evangelism. That will cover, like I said, other churches throughout FM that when on the initial of the term, we'll say, look, what we need is a children's work or what we need is uh, something else. Our role is to identify, equip, resource, and train. And they will spend six months with us on the maternity of church planting, see how it works. But as well, they will be trained on the specific area that they feel called. And because most of them will be tent-making people, they will be able to reallocate to any other area of the country to keep serving as their call uh, asked them to, but because they will be tent-making, will be resourcing FM throughout the country. That's the vision that, that we have. Uh, the focus and base of the program is mission evangelism and church planting. So we will be teaching everything from New Testament to Old Testament and everything else, but the, always the core and, and the lenses that we'll be speaking are through mission evangelism and church planting. I'm, I'm doing my PhD uh, on that, we have someone else that is willing to move, that is doing a PhD in the New Testament. So we'll have uh, things that will be able to contribute with that. Danny is a psychologist. So Danny uh, and has been involved with mission training for her entire life. So we, we'll be working and, and, and developing that as well as have specific people to teach for a week or so uh, in areas that are needed. Uh, so if we continue, the teachings can be experienced in two formats. The first one is residential. The person will move to Glasgow and live in an intensive teaching. You know, they will be the whole six months with her full of discipleship and practical work in mission evangelism and church planting. Or we'll have some training and courses there. We want to have the center for training and courses. We will offer an intensive week of teaching and training in the areas of mission, church planting, and evangelism in different weeks of the year. That is why there are some people that just can't move to Glasgow and spend six months. And why all that originated with this? I work at the Message Trust, and we have an, a gap year for people that want to be trained. But it's just if you are age 17 to 24 years old. Then I went to Youth for Christ. They have the same program. Then I went to Hope together. They have the same program. I went to YWAM and they said to me, oh, our strong link is 17 to 24 years old. We don't recommend really older than that, although they have some programs for older people. I said, Lord, if anyone in my age or around my age wants to be trained for mission, evangelism, and church planting. But if they don't want to be a church minister, they just want to go or plant or serve in mission or serve in evangelism, they have nowhere to go but the university. We need to change that. We need to provide something that people, older people can come. doesn't matter if they are 30 or 60. 
They can come in and spend six months to getting ready for the next season in their lives. And that's what we want to provide. As they help on a church planting, they will be learned. They will learn and they will be equipped to go for the next season of their lives. This is the academy. And the coffee shop, it's not just because we are Brazilians and love coffee. <laughs> there, are, there is more to it. <laughs> yes, I love coffee, guys. But the, the idea of the coffee shop is that a cozy and modern place to, for people to meet, a place of interaction with the community. So we want to place this coffee shop in an area where we'll be like a hub for the whole community to come have nice coffee, safe place to talk, but as well as we'll be there to, to contact them, to interact with them and to, to lead them to the Lord. A place where we'll have pastoral conversation. So I will not have uh, a traditional um, office. office. My office will be the coffee shop where I can sit with people and talk to them in a new way. Uh, we'll do evangelism there. We'll be doing training there. We'll be doing, you know, a place to meet. We are praying for the resources and for people to run the mission coffee. So I know it's a very different view of a pastoral office or a place, but what we are praying is for a place that we can have the coffee shop open for the community and a place behind of that where we can have the church happening on the weekends and once a week on the evening and all the courses and training. But also the academy can have their classes on the same place. So this dynamic place where we can have life and community and church and training, all that happening at the same time. So a place with good coffee, Brazilian coffee in the name of Jesus, not Argentinian, Brazilian, but with a lot more than that, a lot more than that, where we, we pray that people will find God and we'll be working with that. So the time scale that Danny and I, we are working. So September, October, uh, we are making right now a calendar of people praying and fasting for Project Scotland. So we have a calendar with 30 days open. Maybe if you are feeling today to be part of this uh, prayer warriors that we are raising, this is our biggest need. Our biggest need is prayer. Uh, we believe God does nothing but through prayer, like John Wesley said. So mm. if you are feeling called, we would love to have you in one of the days of the month. We are uh, putting and spreading people to have someone praying and fasting for us and for the project every day of the month until next August. And we'll be sending once a month some up-to-date uh, resources and ideas and, and how things are going to help people to pray for us. We are meeting with churches and possible partners and supporters for the project. To be completely honest, you guys are the first one that we are presenting the, the project since I shared with, with the FM pastors. But uh, that's the idea from now on to be sharing uh, with possible partners, with supporters, with people that will pray for us and will cheer, cheer us up. That's the goal. And we want to share the project with other churches and key leaders. Then October, November, and December, we'll start to visit Glasgow once a month at least uh, in order to make connections. Then we'll start to meet people, talk to people, see places, everything else. Uh, we'll start, we still want to raise partner prayer partners for the project uh, we'll still be willing to visit churches uh, to share with pastors and all that so january and feb next year we'll we really hope to have a definition about work and finance for danny and i you know how those things are we hope to have a more clear idea to find people that are willing to get involved with the project we are praying for five families or couples or individuals to move with us. And we don't know who they are. <laughs> At the moment, it's just Danny and I, but we are praying for five families or five couples or five individuals that are willing to say, you know what, I'll re reallocate to Glasgow and I'll help to plant this church and I'll help to do the, those things. We believe they're out there. We just don't know who they are yet, but we already love them and pray for them. <laughs> Um, we hope to have the material about the academy with partners, dates, materials, and finance all explain how we'll be able to do it by 
Feb next year. March and April, we have a, a house here with a mortgage, but we do have a house the Lord gave us uh, last year, but we need to prepare our house and put it for sale, start to look and hopefully start a process to buy a house in Glasgow. And then from March, April next year, we'll start to visit Glasgow twice a month when possible and if finance and work commitments allow. And then May, June, transition work. As you know, Danny and I, we both work full-time for the Message Trust. We need to know how that will work. I know that if I want, I can continue to work with the Message at least for a year from there. But we don't know for Danny at the moment seems unlikely, but we don't know. But we want to organize the finance and transition. We want to visit churches sharing about the project. June, July, moving time, selling and buying things. A lot of IKEA visits. Pray for me. I, I, I really don't cope with IKEA very well. <laughs> but we also hope to have a, a, a holiday uh, on that time. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, and especially to enjoy the boys, at least for a week or two, just the four of us before we move. Uh, that will be important. And then August to December next year, we'll start to live in Glasgow. We'll take time to meet church leaders and to know the city, the people, the culture. We start a gathering of the church and have the first baptisms. I know everyone that I talk say, Louis, we would recommend two years for you to be in Glasgow before you do anything. I can't. I know maybe it's not the best practice, but I, I want to see people being saved. And I believe that the Lord wants more than, than I do. So my prayer and my fast since now is that God, I want people being baptized by the end of next year. We'll just be arrived. We don't know who they are, where they are coming from, but I know that you want them more than I do. So Lord, give us one person to be baptized before Christmas. That's been, that has been my prayer. And I believe we'll see happening more than, than we are praying for. And then we'll be willing to start the first year of the academy by the beginning uh, of that uh, December or January uh, 2023. So we have here an idea of budget and costs. Again, guys, I'm not putting that to ask you to, to give. Uh, it's not a pressure. It's not an expectation. Uh, we, we, we need prayer. And we need prayer. That, that's the biggest thing that, that we are doing here. Uh, so I put some initial costs here that John and I think that would be uh, always going to the most low cost possible, like the Ryanair of life. Um, <laughs> we, we are here moving costs, coffee shop around 25,000. I checked with a few other people that started coffee shop. They said that as long as you have a place that is in good condition, and, you know, you can do it. Academy, you know, there's costs, legal costs to start a charity and other stuff. Mission and outreach in the community to arrive in a new place. You don't know anyone. You don't have any connection. So just to make it known, visit people, help people, engage with people, church and setting up and equipment. Again, we are moving there, Danny, myself, few bags. We don't have even a computer of our own. We <laughs> So the whole thing we need to set up as a church in Glasgow, travel costs since the time that we'll start to visit there and back. But once you are there to go to other places and, and, and start to mobilize people, visiting people, because, you know, one of the, the amazing things is when we, after I shared with the pastor, someone said, oh, I have a relative. Could you visit them? Maybe start something there. I said, yes. Where are they? Dundee. It's kind of really far from Glasgow. I said, I think I'm more than happy to go and maybe start something. But, you know, I think it's kind of unpractical if, if I start, unless I buy an electrical bike and go like a week together, it will be a little bit expensive to go there every week for a service. But we know that will cost. And we are thinking the first year uh, to have around 2,000 pounds in cost. Then marketing materials to launch the project Scotland and transport to share about the project, all that around 2,000 pounds. So what we are thinking here is 45,000 pounds to launch the project. That's our prayer. Uh, then again, in the first year, on top of this 45,000, we 
to help fund the cafe, to fund the church and a few other things, 24,000 for uh, just rent basically of the church premises with the coffee shop and all that. Second year, little bit uh, less and the third year, 12,000. From the fourth year on, we want not just to be self-funded, but I also, but also we start to pay uh, to plant new churches in other places. So put money aside to to buy or to rent properties in other places to start churches. As you can see here, there is nothing for Danny and I. We are going. My prayer is that uh, to help to facilitate the project that we could still work for the message on the first year at least or second year at least. But uh, that's where we are praying. We don't know what the Lord has for us. So we just put the budget for the project, excluding any ministerial uh, minister kind of costs, just to see how the project can be funded. And Danny and I would trust the Lord and find a way to, to survive this, this first three years uh, because we think that is important that uh, the project doesn't suffer anything uh, with that. So that is uh, the project, that is the budget that we have. Um, yeah, this is basically we put just for anyone that will. So yeah, I would like to open for any questions, any, uh, I don't know, Pastor, if there is anything you would like to ask or if you'd like to open for questions or how we go from here. Yeah, thank you. No, questions are really good. So let's let's just work. That was excellent. It was just really, really helpful uh, for people to hear that. And uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions. You are all muted, by the way. I muted it just in case we had a, a, a dog barking or... Can you hear me, Christy? Yes, I can hear you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to ask, I'm really not being negative and I'm really enthusiastic, but has there been confirmation of this from the Lord, that this is God's calling of you to do this? I didn't get what you said. I apologize for that, my friend. Jeff was asking whether you had a sense of confirmation from the Lord uh, about uh, doing this. Yes. Uh, since we received the word from the Lord and, and this is in our hearts, we spoke, first person we spoke is with John Townley, that is the leader of the FM. Uh, he 100% supports the project and feel that the project is from the Lord. Since then, we spoke one with our parents that fully support us and, and blessed us and think this is from the Lord, but also with our former bishop from Brazil, someone that won us to the Lord and all that. And he also blesses and supports and thinks it's 100% from the Lord. In his words, he said, Louis, there's no other call, no other way that you would go to Scotland or, <laughs> or to, to leave what you have right now because it's just countercultural mm -hmm. and, and doesn't make sense if God is not there. But more than that, even our kids, they are staying, we are going. Uh, I would expect them to say anything, but they said, Dad, that's your call. We believe we'll be, God is with you guys. So if that's our call, go and, and we'll be praying for you and bless you. Uh, we are starting the transition at Connect already, the church that we lead. Uh, and the leaders, again, with tears crying because we, we bond together. But they said, we all believe God is leading you there. We don't want you to leave. We want you to stay. But we can feel I'm saying that you have to go. Thank you. Any other questions? Um, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, Judith. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying about uh, Scotland being quite a godless place, um, which was quite a surprise to me because. Um, I'd always thought of it, especially in the Highlands and Islands, as being quite a religious place. Um, so I was just really wondering if you knew why that is, um, you know, why that's developed in Scotland particularly. Uh, for everyone that I'm speaking is few things that are coming. Again, 
the Herald Trust is, I think, the biggest agents for evangelism in Scotland, and I'm speaking to them at the moment. Uh, they are the equivalent, the equivalent of the counties or the message trust here. And what they are saying is that Scotland received the most influx of atheists of the whole Europe. So a, a big part of all uh, the influx of new people moving to Scotland, you know, they, they came from countries and they came with a background of atheism. But all, on top of that, the religious established church in Scotland, the Presbyterian church, are is so traditional and so stuck that it's so divided and so distant from community that yeah. any other church automatically are in a collision route with the established church. So even the message trust, for example, we have 180 employees here in Manchester. We do work throughout the country in Scotland. There is no single school that we can enter. Why? Because when they say they are message trusts and not part of the established church, the churches, mm. the schools just close their doors. Mm. But the sad part is that no one from the established church is doing anything on those schools. So is this kind of religiosity from one side, but on, on the other side, this big division among the body of Christ as well that we believe there's something to, to be done in unity there. Thank you. I was, um, I was chatting with Christy earlier on today, Luis, and my brother lives in Edinburgh, and he took us to visit um, a graveyard there. We were walking home and the route was through the graveyard and I was struck by these enormous grand graves, um, many of which were for people who were of humanist um, thought and who were philosophers and people like that. And some of which looked as though they were probably also Masonic. And I was struck by the, um, the pomp of wanting to let everybody know who you are, even though you're dead and gone. And um, I don't know whether this has anything to do with the atmosphere spiritually, but it seemed to me that it was significant um, in, in Edinburgh anyway, yeah. Yeah, it, it is a, a complicated relation there. Even when we were there, mm. we, we were in Glasgow in a region and I saw this big church and I said, wow, that's amazing, Danny. And when we got there, the guy was that first of all, you couldn't see anything uh, saying that it was a church, just a, a, a hall that you could hire for anything. But when we spoke to someone, the person looked at me like I was an alien, like, mm -hmm. no, no, of course not a church. No, 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 no. It's just a place for you to, to hire and use as you want. It's like downtown uh, Glasgow. I said, wow. Mm -hmm. So sad. Mm -hmm. Anyone, any questions, any comments? How will you be funding uh, or how will you be managing the funding? Will this be through FM or uh, will you be setting up something um, separate in some way or how will that work? At the moment, we don't have anything and we are not trying to. We want to raise people to pray for us. And of course, we need resources. We want resources. We would be amazing to have all the resources that is needed for FM to and us to establish and start and everything there. Uh, at the moment, we don't know yet how things will happen. We are walking in obedience. We feel that's what the Lord is saying. And our leaders are blessing and agreeing that is from the Lord. So we are walking in obedience. We believe that things will be coming as God wants. 
them to come. So the honest answer is, I don't know. I just believe God will provide. Is that is that phrase that I learned from John Tolley? If God uh, orders the pizza, he pays for it. So <laughs> just, just go, Luis. If God is saying, do your part, like I'm doing, sharing and putting things into perspective and all that. But uh, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We, we, I have, I, I'm the head of advanced groups at the message trust, so I can go working for the message. Actually, they don't want me to leave at all. Uh, but again, I work 60, 70 hours a week. Uh, Danny, it's not so simple, but we are checking to see how, how it goes. But we don't know. But we don't know. But again, we believe that when God has a plan, God's will, God's will. We just need to be diligent, do everything we need to do. The first, <laughs> the first money put aside for the project was Danny and I. We want to give as a, as a way to say this is the first seed. And yeah, you know, to be very honest, my biggest fear, and that's why I took a, a, a time to share that with the FM pastors. I said, John, my biggest fear is that uh, anyone may misunderstand what we are trying to do. And I said, we, we don't want anyone to think like, wow, these guys are coming with a vision and now they're bringing the bill. That, that's exactly what we didn't want. We, what we want is, that's what God is saying. This is so exciting because God is moving FM to Scotland and like not moving everything. Mm -hmm. He's starting something new in Scotland. We don't have anything over there. And what a great time to be alive and part of this body of Christ. We believe something will happen. Money, it is important, very important. But our father is the owner of gold and silver. So, yeah, we'll come. Mm. Also, John Wesley did not have the backing of the established church or the establishment. Yeah, that, that's right, Jeff. That's right. We'll pray for a translator for you. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Yeah. Lord. The only thing that I know how to say, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to wear a skirt, Louis. Oh, that may be a step too far for a Brazilian. But you know what? Uh, let's see what the Spirit says. <laughs> They're not in winter. <laughs> yeah it's always winter there we went on the summer not, not yeah it was almost yeah. summer and i was using a jacket all day long on the summer so mm. it may be cold but it might not be quite as wet as manchester <laughs> i had to smile because when you read the the, the uh scripture from um isaiah about the sun-baked land. And my sister Liz was in Glasgow, so <laughs> I know what the weather's like up there. And um, I can confirm some of the things you were saying about, about the church there, because the established church, um, some of the established church are very, very liberal in their, in their thinking, uh, that they sort of, the Episcopal church is the, sort of the Anglican Church, of course, they don't call it the Anglican Church, but the equivalent of the Church of England, and uh, very, very liberal, because uh, my, my sister went to one, so. Um, and the, the growth of witchcraft, uh, I, I can confirm that as well. So it, might be not be a light. it might not be a sunbaked land, but it's uh, it needs watering. Well, it, it'd be good to, to pray for them um, as they shared with us. So just encourage you, um, if you want to pray, make sure you unmute yourself. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we will not be able to hear you. But it'd be good to, to pray for Louise and Danny as they shared with us. 
And I'm sure uh, they'll keep us updated on, on the development and we'll continue to pray for that. So let's, let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for your faithfulness to Luis and Danny through the last couple of years, Lord, in this um, the pain of, um, of leaving, um, their, their, their sending their roots, as it were, Lord. And I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for providing for them. Thank you for comforting them through that time and for, um, for reconnecting and for re-envisaging them, re-envisioning them, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your spirit's work. Thank you, Lord, that um, you have brought them here 10 years ago and for all the blessing that's going to flow uh, from that. We thank you, Lord, for adjusting your body and uh, putting all the gifts that we need in place, Lord, for your church. And we thank you that you are building your church and that uh, this is a significant moment uh, in history, in the history of your kingdom, that you are reinvading, as it were, uh, Scotland. We thank you for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we pray for the transition that will need to take place at Connect Church. And pray for that congregation and leaders. And pray that you'd raise up those who would step in the gap. And we just know that you're the head of the church and our eyes are on you, Lord Jesus. I mm. uh, pray for your blessing and direction uh, for, the, for all these decisions and for the timing of them. Mm. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Mm. Yeah. I've just got that I want to pray for rivers of living water. I pray for the anointing on this project, on this uh, couple, Louise and sorry, I can't remember the other name, this couple, Lord. The anointing on them, that it won't leave them, Lord, stay on them, Lord. Mm. And, and that rivers of living water will flow out from this ministry into Scotland and into the world. Mm. I pray, yeah. Lord, that you provide the finances for it, as you did for John Wesley and Charles Wesley, and also for George Whitefield. And I pray that as, as revival took root in England in the, in the 18th century, I pray it will take root again, Lord, as it, as it needs to. Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you that um, for Danny and Luis's um, willingness to go wherever you send, and uh, you, your hand is upon them, um, and they are wanting so much to be sensitive to your guiding Holy Spirit, um, and we pray that this will unfold. This vision will unfold in, in the days and the months ahead. Um, that we, we know, Lord, that um, Scotland is, is yes, the, there is a calling to go to this particular place, but there is uh, there are a lot of your people already um, throughout the uh, throughout Scotland in different places. And we pray for those connections to be made. We pray. Uh, for those who are as yet don't know that they'll be moving to Scotland, we pray that you'll, um, you will be prompting them, but you will also be opening the doors that will be necessary uh, when, when they do go there. Um, we pray that they, I know that there's a lot of Christians praying in Scotland um, and they are praying for, uh, for the revival as we are praying for revival in England. Uh, Lord, we pray for that movement of your spirit throughout these islands, that, mm. um, that 
there will be a revival, not not just for the sake of it sounding adventurous and good, but because it means there will be um, hearts turned towards you, Lord, where there at the moment are, are people who are lost without you, lost, some, some know it and some don't, but um, wherever there are people, Lord, who need to know you, we ask for that movement of your spirit and we we uh we pray uh, that uh, Luis and Danny will see um fruition their, their longing is for it to happen straight away and that be I, I love Lord that they want people to be baptized by the end of next year and that's that what a wonderful vision you have given Lord because that means they long to see those hearts um, given to you, Lord. And we know that is in, in line with your will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Lord, we pray that they will see um, great fruition, not of their work, but your work, Lord, wherever, wherever you're sending them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, we dare to ask this in your name because we know that is your mission. We ask it in your name, Jesus. Mm. Amen. Mm. I do pray, Lord, that you will you will help him to understand the language. It might have been a silly thing mm. before, but Lord. When people are speaking to you, mm. we, need, we need to know what they're saying mm. so we can conversate with them. So please help them mm. to be wise in this situation, mm. to say, pardon, what did you say, or whatever's needed, Lord, so they mm. can speak. So, Lord, guide their tongues, their hearts, and all the wisdom they need mm. in Scotland mm. for what you want them to do. Can we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have tonight to hear uh, a modern day story, uh, an authentic um, sense of you calling into mission into uh, a fresh place with a fresh vision. Thank you for um, the obedience that mm-hmm. Louise and Danny have to, to your word. Thank you for their desire to be obedient to that call and thank you for the provisions that you will bring forth. We pray for favor with the establishment of the charity, with the paperwork that needs to be done, with finding the right place at the right place. And I I ask that you will continually surprise them with that sense of favor. Pray that they will uh, be reassured very specifically particularly in the next two or three weeks, that this is the right step. Just uh, that you would be bringing ways through which you will confirm and strengthen their faith as they step out. Mm-hmm. Just thank you for that, Lord. Pray your, your, your blessing for the whole family, for the boys as well. Pray your blessing for the Connect Church and the leaders there. and pray that you will continue to establish and grow your kingdom Mm. through them, through us, as we continue to serve you. We wouldn't want to give our life to anything rather than this. Let your kingdom come, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for... All of you being here, and particularly thank you for Danny and Louise for sharing with us and just bringing so much great, good and helpful information uh, that that we have. And uh, I pray that uh, it, your hearts will be stirred as, as, as much as we pray and champion what they're doing. Um, my desire providing this exposure for them as well, it's selfishly at our end. We want to 
enlarge our vision of what God can do through us, wherever we are. So uh, thank you for being here. And uh, I pray that you will have a fruitful week um, being like a, like a city that's on a hill shining with the light of Christ. Mm. Bless you all. Thank you bless very you much. All. Take care. Bye. 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 God bless you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bless you all. Bless you.